0: welcome to the metamorphosis with michelle podcast i'm your host michelle kessel i'm an integrative health practitioner and certified brain rewiring coach and on this podcast i'm going to be diving deep into all things personal growth and development brain rewiring health and wellness and spirituality hey everybody welcome to another episode of metamorphosis with michelle I'm super excited about my guest and the conversation on today's episode. I have my lovely friend, Molly, who is also a certified brain rewiring coach. She is a breathwork guide and an amazing healer. So today's conversation is going to just be pretty candid, and you're just going to be a fly on the wall on whatever comes up. So I'm excited to get into this and see where this episode leads us. So here's Molly. I'll let her introduce herself and share a little bit about what she does.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm very excited for this conversation. So yeah, so I'm a, I'm a brain rewiring coach, like you said, a breathwork healer. I'm a health coach, specifically I'm focusing on mental health right now, which is always fun. And yeah, and I'm also a certified holistic nutrition consultant, which was where all of this kind of started. Um, I was going through my own holistic healing journey, healing from gut health issues and mental health issues and a ton of things that I honestly had been struggling with on and off throughout my whole life. And, you know, I was studying psychology in Western medicine, conventional medicine approach and working in, you know, psychiatric facilities, working in the clinical setting. And it just really showed me how, how ineffective that conventional approach was for helping people heal. And then going through my own holistic health journey at the same time, it just really, motivated me and gave me so much passion around helping people heal naturally so that's when I got into the holistic nutrition and then ever since then I've been you know not just focusing on like all the physical health stuff and the functional medicine and the biohacking which is so fun in itself but getting more into the mindset part of it and the and the energetics and that's where you know the breath work and the brain rewiring and everything come, in, come into play.
0: Yes, I love that. I know it's super important to work on the physical, but there's only so much you can do without getting deeper into like what's going on in your mind. So I'm curious what kind of triggered you to really make the switch to go more into like the mental health and all of the energetics of healing?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of my own journey to be honest, because I was so deep into all that physical stuff. And I learned about how, you know, cause like my main symptoms were, like I said, you know, mental health stuff. So it was mainly depression, anxiety, And then I was just like super fatigued. And then I just had like really, really bad digestion and gut health issues. And so I was focusing so much on the gut health stuff because I realized how much, you know, what was happening with my gut, but then also like what supplements I was taking, what foods I was eating and like I was noticing how all of the physical stuff was so tied in with the mental stuff and how all the physical stuff was like almost causing the depression and causing the anxiety. So I got really heavy into all of the physical healing, but then I hit a wall with everything and I didn't understand, like I was working with the same neuropathic doctor for over a year and we just kept getting like deeper, deeper into it and like finding more and more things that were wrong with me physically and doing more and more intense protocols and treatments. And I was just getting sicker and sicker. And I basically got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to say, fuck all this. And I'm just going to heal myself with my mind. Because at that point I had done a little bit of energy healing and I had been meditating a lot, like every day. And I I noticed how powerful it was and I noticed how I was already making so many physical changes with just my mind. And I was like, I know this is possible. I know I can do this. And so it's not like I completely gave up on the physical. Of course, I kept eating healthy, taking certain supplements and, you know, doing all the things like detoxing, living a non-toxic lifestyle, going out into nature all the time, getting sunlight exposure um, but I also just I just dropped all of like the serious intense protocols and started to, like I said, I got a few energy healing sessions and was just was just really, stepping into this whole new layer of, holy shit, I really can create my reality. I really do have so much control over what's happening with me physically just by controlling things with my own consciousness. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. I love your story. I feel like it's so similar and it's such a good learning lesson for people because I know so many people and probably some of the listeners are like, getting so into the weed, like, oh my God, it must be this supplement that I'm missing or something that's so tangible instead of looking inward and being like, wait, if I can create my reality, I can change my health. And just kind of like having that realization can open so many doors for people. Did you find that, um, when you started like meditating, you were able to really start healing things externally or what was kind of the big shift that you noticed?
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest shift when I really started getting deep into meditation was just more with my mental health. But then I was realizing that my mental health and my state of mind was then helping me feel better physically because it was just like, calming my nervous system and you know I started learning about how the signals that we send our body with like the thoughts that we're thinking and the and the feelings that we're having and all of that stuff like it's all energy and each one of our cells in our body is picking up on that energy so I think I think initially it was like first the mental health stuff and just getting out of this deep deep hole of like depression and isolation and loneliness and feeling like a greater sense of connection to everything in the universe and a deeper sense of connection to myself. And I started building self-love and all that stuff. But then it kind of was going hand in hand with the physical healing because of that connection that was there.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. So many good things to expand on. So, can you kind of explain a little bit more what you mean by like having the connection is what got you out of depression?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like a cycle because when I first started learning about depression in a physical sense, I was learning about inflammation and how, you know, the inflammatory cytokines in our gut can travel through our body, go up to our brains, cross our blood brain barrier and shut down certain parts of our brain. And so I was really focusing on like less inflammation, less inflammation. But then when I started meditating, it was like, it was like, I was reducing my inflammation just by calming my body and by calming my nervous system. And then I was also doing like visualization. And I actually started like, this is when, you know, the guided meditations that tell you to like channel, like visualize a white light coming into Mm -hmm. your body or whatever it is. And so I didn't realize that I was like starting to channel energy on a daily basis. And it just kept getting stronger and stronger. And I started having like these really cool spiritual experiences and like visions and getting into these really deep meditative states. And it was just like, I don't know, like I don't really, it was like, I was saying, it was just like a cycle. It was like, I was calming my mind and then I was healing my body. And the more that my body healed, the more that my mind was calmed. And then at the same time, I was like bringing in this new energy channeling in like love or light or healing energy from higher dimensions, which was also shifting my energy like in a completely new way. Did that that answer your question?
0: Yeah, totally. I was just curious like how you went from like feeling so like low to being able to like connect to something so much higher and like completely change your state of consciousness and state of healing. So that's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess like to put it more specifically, I was really focusing on getting into the energy of like love. And joy and like focusing on these energies and just like bringing them into my body and and like using the affirmations like I am love I am joy you know what I mean and like visualizing my life and and thinking about my biggest goals and dreams and like picturing myself there and really just feeling like I'm not stuck in this place forever and like there is such a greater potential for me out there like i can move through these blocks and like almost feeling like you know that feeling when you're you're so deeply connected to your own soul that you just feel so infinite and eternal and you're like holy shit anything is possible you know what i mean
0: yeah totally and i think that that's exactly what brain rewiring does is when you're like having these visualizations of what's possible you kind of stop limiting yourself because you're like, okay, if I can like truly desire this and I can see it in my mind's eye, then how can I not step into this and create in my reality? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. What do you think has kind of been the biggest roadblock or obstacle that you have come on your mental health journey? Mm. That's a really good
1: question. And I mean, to be honest, it's the world that we're living in. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like everything is fear-based. Everything makes you feel like shit about yourself. And there's so many toxins in our food supply and our water. And yeah, I mean, it was just – I was really – I was really, like, I think, you know, part of the reason why I was so depressed is because I just came out of college and was partying a lot, doing a lot of drugs. Addiction was also, like, one of my mental health issues. Um, and so, you know, my neurotransmitters and I had to balance, my body was healing, all that stuff. Um, but, and I also, you know, just finishing college and then I got diagnosed with Lyme disease and was like really seriously sick with chronic illness. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like I'm, I was just ready to take off in life. And then I got knocked down, which now I can look back and see that from a very grateful perspective. And I'm just like, so glad that I had to go through all of this and face all these challenges because it made me such a better person. Um, But it was just so disheartening to like go to doctor after doctor and tell me that there was nothing wrong with me or they couldn't do anything to help me or they didn't know what was wrong with me. And so it was like the medical system was letting me down. And then I was trying to like really live a clean, healthy life. And there were just toxins and chemicals like all around me. And I felt like there was no escape and, you know, and then there's like media, which constantly has this like dark energy and wants to like bring you down and, and, you know, there's just there's just a lot that goes into it but yeah I mean I think it was just the fact that we're living in such a such a weird world and it felt so it felt so unnatural and it it felt like such an uphill battle to try and reset and like purify my life and heal you know
0: Yeah absolutely that makes so much sense it is really hard when you're like trying to heal and like be love and just kind of feel all these high vibration emotions. And then you like look at your phone and it's like the news. And then you like turn on your TV and it's like this happened and it's just a lot. And even if you're someone that can kind of disregard it and like find gratitude in life, it's still taxing because you know that other people are hurting and not everyone is able to really like transmute that fear. What do you think is like your biggest tip for someone who's kind of stuck in that fear-based mentality? Yeah. So, I
1: mean, it's so different for everyone and there's so many different things that you can do. Um, but, I would say if you're really stuck in that fear-based mentality, then pay attention to what you're consuming. And if it's fear-based, like are you hanging out with a bunch of people that are always anxious and negative? Are you watching the news all the time? Are you watching shows that are really suspenseful and dark? You know what I mean? And just being aware of like what what energy am I putting myself around? What energy am I absorbing into my body? Um, and then also just realizing that like you do have a choice, even though it feels like you can't escape the fear, it's just chemicals in your body. And it's just neural networks that are repeating themselves, but you actually have control over those things with your consciousness. You can reshape those neural networks and you can calm those stress hormones in your body. And it might seem hard in the beginning and it might actually feel impossible, but it's totally not and it's just about strengthening strengthening those systems of our body like a muscle you know what i mean like the more you relax the more that your body will learn to relax and the easier it will get um and i know a lot of people that str- struggle with anxiety and fear based thinking it's really hard for them to sit and meditate, which is like one of the best things you can do. So if you do have trouble with meditating, um, then I also recommend breath work because it's a really good way to not only get you to be present with your body in the moment and and detach from you know external um, demands and stuff like that, but it's also a really powerful way to move energy through your body and to move that fearful, anxious energy out of you and to raise your consciousness in general.
0: Yeah, I love that. I know. So my first time experiencing breath work was actually with you and I didn't realize how powerful it was and like how big of a release it can be. So I'm curious, like how does breath work really work when like releasing traumas or stored emotions from the body?
1: Yeah, so basically it just increases the energy flow through your body and I mean there's a ton of, you know, physiological things that are happening like for example it shuts down the prefrontal cortex Um, and I mean, it doesn't completely shut it down, but it just kind of quiets it. It quiets the conscious mind and awakens the subconscious. And it allows us to tap into our limbic system and into stored, you know, memories and emotions that we've kind of locked up and put away. So it allows us to access pain that we can release instead of holding in our body that can perpetuate those negative neural pathways and stuff like that, um, and you know stuff like trauma helps us to release that um and but yeah from an energetic perspective it helps to like I said increase the energy flow to really clear and unblock any dark negative energies that are stuck in your body that includes negative emotions traumas or even like external sources of energy like if you were just hanging out with a friend that was like super negative and like dumping all of her problems on you, you can just like clear that energy out. So what I do with clients is we go into like a really kind of fast paced, specific breath work technique that puts them in that subconscious state of mind and then also enhances that energy flow which really leads to this complete transformational experience where you're just able to like you said release so much stuff and open up spiritually open up intuitively consciously a lot of people have like big epiphanies and realizations almost like you would if you were on mushrooms or something and um And a lot of people, like, just release a lot of emotions. Like, people will start crying without even really knowing what they're crying about. Um, Or they'll see certain, like, memories or images, like, traumas that they had that they forgot or that they repressed. I mean, there's so many things that that can come up during breathwork. But yeah, I mean, it is so powerful. I've heard so many people say, like, wow, I worked through more in that one breathwork session than I did in, like, 10 years of therapy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it is so powerful and it's kind of crazy because you just like have a big release and then like you might not even know what you're releasing, but you can feel just so like light after. And I noticed for me specifically is like during the session, I'm not really thinking much, like I'm just doing the breath work. But then after I'll have like a ton of like thoughts, almost like downloads of like what I was releasing. And it's like so cool to be like, oh, wow, like I'm getting rid of all that old shit and gunk that doesn't need to be in my body.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like from a spiritual perspective, it's they call it. I think they call the breath is the doorway to the soul or something like that, or it's the window to the soul. I don't know. But basically, it's, it's this practice that helps to, because you're releasing and you're shutting down, you know, you're quieting the conscious mind, you're really connecting so much deeper in with your soul, you know, like your true self. And when you're connected to your soul, everything is just so raw you know what I mean? Like all of the emotions that are there, it's like, you can't really hide them from yourself anymore. Um, But then it also connects you with like your soul and like higher consciousness and like, you know, knowledge and information that we need to download from the universe. And it can really create like such a deep, beautiful spiritual experience.
0: Yeah. I love that you brought that up. And I kind of want to touch more on, like, cool spiritual experiences. So, like, besides breath work and, like, brain rewiring, what are some other modalities or ways to kind of, like, connect with our soul and our intuition? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, my favorite way, other than, other than those two things, is... Meditation, which I guess is very similar to brain rewiring, but I've definitely had a lot of crazy experiences during meditation. You know, astral projection, um, just communicating with other beings, and it's it's kind of a similar concept as breath work. You know, we're quieting the mind and allowing us to expand into our soul, which is like our consciousness and the thing that people don't realize is like, we're not, we're not using all of our consciousness, like our human brain actually turns down like so much of our awareness that we would have with just our pure consciousness. And so when we quiet down like the human brain and kind of like step out and like remove ourselves from the the confines of the human experience, then we just open ourselves up to you know, the infinite knowledge of the universe. And, you know, you can have out-of-body experiences, you can leave your body with your consciousness, all that cool stuff. And I've definitely had a lot of um, cool experiences with psychedelics. Mm -hmm. I mean, mainly just, just mushrooms and cannabis, but yeah, it's, those are in themselves just so incredibly healing. And, I, I don't know. I've had, I've had so many cool experiences, you know, seeing geometric patterns, seeing visions, also like jumping through portals and, you know, channeling things. It's, it's definitely, it's really cool because the way that psychedelics works is they actually increase the activity in your brain. So normally we're only using A certain part, like certain parts of our brain. Um, And they used to think that, you know, psychedelics like shut down certain parts of your brain, but it turns out it actually lights up more parts of your brain. And that allows, you know, like I was talking about earlier, that greater sense of consciousness and awareness. And so it's like when you're on psychedelics, it's like you're waking up and you can just see more clearly. And that includes what's in your immediate environment. Um, I've definitely even seen like the quantum field kind of like floating around me, which was so cool. Um, But it also includes like everything that's happening in the universe. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, wait, that's so cool. Can you kind of expand on the quantum field and seeing it? I want to hear the story.
1: I mean, it wasn't like a big story, but it was just like, I don't know like I was just sitting there and I could see like in between me and you know the wall of the room I could just see like so many things it was like this huge web that was like connecting things and it wasn't just air it was like all of this information I saw randomly um pyramids I don't know where they were from but there was like pyramids floating around like in the energy of the quantum field around me I guess <laughs> and um yeah it was just it was just really interesting because you know when you get a download and it's like you don't just see something but you also have you just have the knowing and it's Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden you get a hit of all this information or like an understanding of a certain concept so it was like I saw the quantum field and then at the same time I felt this really really deep connection of like holy shit, like literally everything in the universe is right here in this room with me. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's so powerful and so cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like blown away. Um,
1: yeah. It was, it was really impactful because, you know, like we do all this work with brain rewiring and such a big part of it is like we change our neural pathways, which changes our frequency, frequency which then ripples out into the quantum field. So I got to just really like feel that connection, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that is so powerful. So when you're kind of like in that state and like experiencing this, um, how can you kind of like have that knowing of everything around you that's going on, if that makes sense, like accessing your intuition and intuitive abilities?
1: Yeah, I think this is something that so many people – kind of struggle with because it really comes down to just trusting trusting that the information you're getting is is true you know what I mean and that it's valid um if it's like a thought that you've created in your own mind then that's different than if it's just like a piece of information that just comes in randomly and it's like oh I just know this you know what I mean um and the thing with like with any type of psychedelic experience, whether you're in meditation or breath work or you're actually taking psychedelics, it's you have to really surrender. That's the biggest thing. And that's where I see so many people getting caught up and blocking themselves in blocking themselves from having a spiritual experience or an expansion of consciousness or any type of healing experience is they're just trying to control it. And it's like they're looking too hard. And they're looking too carefully and they're listening too carefully. And it's like all they need to do is relax into it and surrender into it and like let it come to them instead of searching for it. Because when we have that forceful energy of trying to control and look for something, then it creates resistance and then it just blocks us. But it, the more that we can surrender and open, the more that we open our and expand our consciousness And the more information that we have available to us, and the more that we can really transcend, you know, the confines of our human brain.
0: Yeah. Wow. That was really beautifully said. I know surrender, I think, is like the perfect word and experience to describe it, but it's the hardest thing to do because, like, we as humans are just like, these little like analytical creatures who always want to like push and like know and force things. And that's like how our society is structured. So it's really difficult for people to just like completely lean back and let go. And I find that like we often just get forced into surrender, at least in like some of my experiences. It's like, okay, if you're not going to surrender, then you're just going to get forced into it where it no longer becomes a choice.
1: Yes. Yes. I've had so many experiences like that. I feel like, I feel like it's so important also in the context of healing. So many people with their healing journey get so forceful and they're like, okay, it's like any, anything that comes up, we're like, okay, what can I do? I need to do something. And (laughs) it's like, we're constantly trying to figure out like how to control and how to, um, you know, control the outcome and, What do we need to do to get there? And again, it just creates all that resistance, all that tense energy. I mean, this was the case for me when I was healing from chronic illness. Like I got obsessed with the food, the foods I was eating, you know, the supplements I was taking and just controlled literally like every tiny aspect of my life. And when i when i started realizing that i was creating more stress for myself and i started surrendering and just trusting okay i'm going to heal when i'm meant to heal and like trusting that it will come to me um and and also like being in a state of receiving because when we're in a state of like always trying to do something then we block ourselves from receiving and receiving is how we heal we receive healing and so it's just like, it's just another perfect example of how, you know, resistance really, really blocks us in every area of life, no matter what we want, even with with money and finances, you know, if we're like stressing and we're in that lack mindset and we're always in fear about money, then that's the energy that we're going to be in and we're going to block ourselves. But if we're open to receiving whatever it is, whether it's healing or money and we put ourselves in that energy of receiving those things, then that's what we'll get.
0: Yeah. This has been like one of the biggest lessons I think I've learned. And I see this come up with my clients all the time where they're like, what do I take? What do I eat? And I'm like, stop trying to control it externally, just like relax and everything is going to heal on its own because when we're always like looking and like trying to find the next thing to latch onto, we're just like continuing the cycle of like focusing on what's wrong and never works out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's also just like putting more energy into it. You know what I mean? It's like the more you fixate on fixing yourself, like the more – the more you're going to need to fix yourself because you're just putting more energy towards the illness and towards the symptoms or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you can just like, yeah, we do want to have awareness. And, you know, I'm not saying that we don't have no awareness because our body's symptoms are a way of like our bodies communicating to us that there's something out of balance and we need to change something. But the lesson is always just to love ourselves more like at the end of the day it's all about that we just need to figure out a way to fully love ourselves unconditionally and like take better care of ourselves in a loving way but if if we're putting all that resistance and control into it that's not love you know what i mean that's fear we're trying to heal from a place of fear instead of a place of love but if we just if we just relax and take care of ourselves in a loving way, then like you said, the healing will just happen.
0: Yep, that's, I love that you brought that up because my intention for 2021 is to make every decision out of love Mm. instead of fear. So like, it's a tough thing to do because sometimes I'll be like, oh, like I wanna just rest, but I'm like, I should work, but I'm like, but like I want to rest, so I'm making that decision out of love, not out of like fear that, like, I need to be working. So it's like such a tough balance, but I think it can kind of make us feel more connected to ourselves when we notice that we're doing certain things because we want to and because we love ourselves. So I yeah. love that you brought that up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I also feel like, you know, when we're doing the most loving thing, we're in alignment. And when we're in alignment, the universe conspires to support us and give, give us everything that we need. So it's like, if we're ever worried about being blocked in any area of our life, like if we just choose the most loving thing in every moment, we can trust that like the universe has our back and we'll be supported because when we're in alignment, the universe supports us. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. Totally. I love that you said that. Um, what are kind of like some ways to get into like receiving mode because I think like it's a concept that so many people like say but then people get so confused they're like I don't even know what that means like how do I get into receiving state or whatever
1: yeah yeah I agree and I think you know part of it's like our society we're always in like do mode rather than receive and that's a part of it but yeah so receiving so one of the main things is just literally rest like let yourself rest as much as you need let yourself sleep there's this weird concept that like if you're resting you're like not good enough or you know something's gonna go wrong or people really cling to the concept that they need to always be doing something productive but rest is one of the most productive things that you can do Um, And so letting yourself rest is a form of like giving to yourself. And then beyond that, just any way that you can give to yourself, but from a place of love. So, you know, like sometimes it's the most loving thing to eat the piece of cake and sometimes it's the most loving thing to eat the salad. You know what I mean? But either way, you know, you want to just give to yourself and And let yourself receive from yourself more. And then that puts you in the energy of receiving. And um, what else? I think also letting yourself experience pleasure. People get really caught up in like restricting and feeling like they have to earn things. And the thing is like, you know, each one of us, we're just souls and human bodies. And like our souls are pure love at the core. And each one of us is fully 100% deserving of worthiness and love and joy and pleasure at all times. And every moment, it doesn't matter how many mistakes we've made, doesn't matter what kind of karma we have, like we all deserve abundance and love and pleasure. And so letting yourself experience pleasure, whether it's watching a funny movie or going outside into nature or, you know, receiving like A service from someone else like if you buy like a massage or a facial or energy healing you know like getting some healing done um all there's all the self-care things you know like the typical self-care things but then also just like doing what you want to do you know what I mean and not putting others before yourself because people also get stuck in like that self-sacrificial thing where they feel like they always have to Put other people and other people's feelings and needs before their own and that can really really block us from receiving abundance receiving health because we're not showing the universe that like we matter and that we love ourselves and we love ourselves first because the universe is literally just responding to whatever our energy is right and so if we're not loving ourselves first then the universe is going to be like oh okay you don't want to love yourself first okay that's fine. Then like, that's the the reality that you create around you. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. Yeah. That's such a big thing that I used to do. And I see so many people do is like not loving themselves first and being like, oh, but like, I need to do this for like my partner or like my friend or my clients, instead of being like, wait, my cup is empty how can I fill this up and overflow instead of like give everything and then just be depleted? And then that's like when you burn out too. And that's when health issues occur and it's like a rippling effect. And I don't think people realize that when you give a little bit to yourself and then you like overflow, then you're actually doing a service to everyone in your life. Yes.
1: Yes. I totally agree. And yeah, I really I was listening to a channel message one of Christina's the other day, mm-hmm. and it was talking about the concept of selfishness and how it just doesn't really make sense because like we're the ones that are living our own lives. like of course, we have to be selfish. Of course, we have to put ourselves first and love ourselves first and take care of ourselves because, like we're the only ones in this life and nobody else is going to do it for us and like if everyone just if everyone took care of each other instead of everyone taking care of of ourselves like we would be a mess you know what I mean because everyone would just be so codependent and reliant on each other for things and I mean that's not to say that humans don't need each other at all I think it's totally natural to like live in a tribe and have that positive human connection and that support like it's so so important for our health and our mental health but at the same time like if we place our happiness on external things like other people we're never going to truly be happy and we really need to learn how to fully love ourselves and find all the fulfillment that we need from within ourselves and like people don't people don't believe that you really can fully love yourself and get all of the fulfillment you need from yourself. Like I, I I remember being so disconnected from that concept and not getting it. And I'm finally at a point where I like fully understand it and I'm living it. So I just want to make it clear to people, like you can get there. Like it is possible to be fully fulfilled and happy all from yourself you know what I mean? Like you you can be independent. You don't need those external sources of love or validation to be happy.
0: Totally. Yeah. And I think that when you're at that place and you like still are not believing it, then that's kind of like where you're going to be attracting maybe like partners or friends that are mirror- mirroring that to you. Because I know in times where I was like, not validating myself and not feeling like I'm good enough, that's what I would attract in. And when you kind of like balance that in yourself, you're able to then not really care. And anyone that kind of doesn't match what you're worth, like just kind of like falls away and you're like, okay. And you like don't have any resentment or feel bad about it at all because you've completed yourself and you're already whole.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And I love what you said about that because people people don't realize that they have subconscious beliefs that like get in the way of unconditional self-love and you know, if it if you are in that place where it's hard for you to connect with fulfilling yourself and loving yourself, then I would explore like what was I taught about myself as a child? Was there any way that I was taught to that I wasn't worthy of love? You know what I mean? Was there anything I was taught to make me think that I had to be reliant on external sources for love and happiness? And just really, you know, going back into your life and seeing where you were conditioned or programmed to believe a certain way about, believe a certain thing or way about yourself or the world that made you feel like you couldn't, you couldn't get all that love and fulfillment from just yourself. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. That's such a good exercise to do. And I don't think people really realize that we're kind of like walking children in adult bodies. (laughs) And if you really want to like get to the root of why things are happening, it's 90% I don't know probably 99% from like childhood like you could be like no like this happened last week and it's like no it happened for the first time in childhood let's be real
1: yeah yeah because the brain is made up of synaptic connections and Mm -hmm. and neurons and when do these all get formed throughout the chat throughout our childhood so if your brain is literally like a map of everything you're perceiving around you and your brain is growing throughout childhood, then your childhood is going to create that map within your brain and then it's going to get solidified and that's how you're going to view yourself in the world for the rest of your life unless you do, you know, the work that we're doing to rewire out of those conditioned and programmed beliefs and create your own understanding of the world, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that when people kind of like hear this, they almost like contract and get like scared. Like they're like, oh my God, this sounds really intimidating and like a lot of work and like it's like opening Pandora's box. Who knows what's going to come out of there? How would you kind of guide someone through deciding that they should take these next steps when they're like afraid of going into that like depth of who they are? Yeah.
1: I mean, first of all, I would I would talk to them about like, well, do you feel like you're not worthy of this? Do you feel like you're not worthy of, of healing? Because doing this work, it doesn't only allow you to heal, but it allows you to create your own reality, which means literally living your dream life. Like whatever you want to do, you can get there. You can be that. And it all comes down to learning how to master your consciousness and and your energy and and manifest and like rewire your brains and all your brain and all that stuff so i would i would explain that and i would just say like do you think that you can't get there do you think that you're not worthy of it like what are your subconscious beliefs that are making you contract that are giving you fear about that and then the other thing is like i think a lot of people they get scared about going deeper in because it's a huge challenge for the ego and it's really uncomfortable to feel those negative emotions that need to be released. But it's just a little bit of discomfort for so much joy and so much pleasure and so much happiness. Like You can either keep all of this negative energy inside of you, stay stuck in these old neural pathways and just keep living the life in the same way Or you can break out of all of that and create a whole new reality and a whole new life. And, you know, I'm not ever one to like force anything on someone, of course, but it's like that's your choice, you know what I mean? And we all need to like – we all need to take control of our own lives and like step into our own power. And I think another thing about why that can be so alarming or like fear-provoking for some people is because – we really live in a society that perpetuates the victim, the victim state of being, the, the I am a victim belief. And I hate to break it to y'all, but we're not victims. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be said. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, it's like, it can be triggering for someone to hear you can create your own reality because all of the excuses that they've built up to make themselves a victim don't matter anymore. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like no, seriously, you really you really do have control here and yeah, I mean, I would just say like listen, like it's a choice. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you don't want to face the uncomfortable shit and you want to stay stuck, then then that's your choice. But like, you know, we're in a period of time right now where we're shifting, you know, we're shifting into 5D as a a collective on this earth and we're being pushed to release the old stuff we're being pushed to release old patterns and to heal and to raise our consciousness and to raise our frequency and you know clearly the world that we live in is is not the best it's kind of a mess (laughs) right now and if you want to live in a better world it starts with you healing yourself so that you Mm -hmm. can help raise the collective frequency. So that's another part of it.
0: Yeah. I love that you just brought that up. And I think like a good analogy is like, yeah, looking at our world right now, like things are falling to shit and like, that's okay. Because it's kind of like when you're doing this deep work, it's like some things are going to fall to shit. You're going to have big emotional releases and you're going to feel really low. But that once that all transmutes, like both personally and collectively, everything else can rise and rebuild and be beautiful once again. So it's like a few, I don't know, days, maybe weeks, maybe even months of discomfort for like long-term joy and happiness. Like, I don't know, to me, it's a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Can you touch on like 5D and what that means to you? Because I feel like every person kind of has a different outlook on it. And I'm curious, what's yours? Yeah. I mean,
1: I honestly don't really have a specific one because when it comes to all the spiritual stuff about like what's going to happen this year, the next few years, in the future, like I'm just like kind of... I don't like I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like nobody knows for sure. I mean, I've had dreams about aliens coming. Like <laughs> I know aliens are coming at some point because I've seen it. And I think at the end of the day, when it comes to spiritual stuff, like if you haven't experienced it yourself in some way, it's it's hard to like wrap your head around it. And and like you said, there's so many different perspectives about and understandings of like what 5D is gonna be like. And so I'm not just gonna pick you know, pick one perspective from like somebody else that I like, or that resonates with me just because like somebody else said it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I really want to come to create my own understanding of it. And so I'm kind of just like, I know, like, I know for sure that our consciousness will be expanded. I know that, you know, our Our psychic gifts and abilities and all that stuff will be enhanced, like telepathy and, you know, being able to astral project and, like, communicate with higher beings. All of that is going to be way more enhanced and we're going to be living in a much more magical world where we can really manipulate our 3d reality more with just the power of our consciousness. Um, and I also know that we're moving towards like a healthier earth and an earth with more love. And I mean like a collective consciousness with more love. And then also, you know, the actual earth is going to be healthier. There's going to be less toxins, all of that good stuff. Um, but as far as like more details than that, I'm kind of like, we'll see what happens. But I'm excited because obviously there's a huge shift happening and everyone can feel it.
0: Totally. And I love how you described it because I think that's a vision that a lot of people can hold, even if they don't understand, like, what 5D is, if you're just like holding the vision that things are going to be full of love and a better place, then you're helping the world get there faster. So you don't really have to know what's going to happen or how it's going to happen, but like holding the vision that it's going to be a beautiful place full of love is like helping the world get there sooner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's so important for, for this collective shift is that, you know, there's multiple timelines, there's multiple different directions, multiple ways that we can go, which is partially why I don't try to like predict exactly what it'll be like, because there's so many different things that could happen. But like, the more that we focus on what we want, the more that that will manifest. And the more that we put energy towards what we fear happening or what we don't want, Or, you know, if we just sit there and we're like, oh, the world's ending, the world's falling apart, then that's the reality that you're manifesting, you know what I mean? But I think it's so important right now for us all to start realizing the potent power of our thoughts and what we're visualizing in our minds and our words and our emotions and how it really is a collective effort to heal the whole world.
0: Yes, exactly. And like you just said, the power of everything that we think and what we say is, yeah, creating everything that's happening. So, If you want to heal the world, start with healing yourself, because that's where the magic really happens. And not only are you healing yourself, but you're healing generations to come and the future. So even if you aren't at that place of like fully having that self-love to focus on yourself, maybe it can help you to be like, okay, well, I'm healing future generations too, and know that that's the perfect place to start is within you. And like doing the brain rewiring work and everything can seem intimidating, but it's not only helping you, it's helping the world, it's helping the future and everything else that's to come. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. I love that. And it's like, if you think about it, if you're doing all the healing work, getting into a place where you're like feeling happy and loving and vibrant and glowing. And then you go out into the world and you interact with all the people that you interact with and and you're spreading that energy and you're spreading that, that love. You're bringing so much light to the world. Just that. Just that is bringing so much light to the world. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, the way you said it was just so perfect and beautiful.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just like – feeling all the love right now. And I'm like, I'm ready to go spread it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I know. It's just like so expansive because I think you can relate to this, like looking back at your life, like a year, two years, three years ago, it's like just being in such a different place and like not understanding that everything that's going on around you has been created internally and then like once you realize that and shift everything it's just the most expansive and liberating feeling i agree
1: i agree i love the way that you that you worded that is that all of the struggle is like created internally and it really is like people don't realize that the energy you know it's it's literally quantum physics law of resonance that two energies of the same vibrations will resonate with each other. So whatever energy you're embodying within you is the energy that you're going to resonate with around you. And then beyond that, the law of attraction is two energies of the same vibration will be attracted to each other. So it's also, you know, you're not just resonating with other energies of the same vibration, but you're also like whatever vibration you're at, you're going to attract in other energies of the same vibration. That's how manifestation works. And so, you know, if you want love, be the energy of love. If you want abundance, be the energy of abundance. If you want health, be the energy of health. And I've just recently started trying to incorporate, you know, like not just in my own manifestation practices and, um, and brainwiring practices, I've started to incorporate, um, you know, not just my own manifestations, but manifestation for the whole world and just really visualizing, like, what would I want the world to be like if I could create a new world? You know what I mean? And just visualizing it as, supernatural like it's not overpopulated there's not all these like gross cities and you know there's not all this trash everywhere and I mean the list goes on but (laughs) but just you know I think it's important for this is something that I also learned from Christina like when people are manifesting you don't just want to manifest what you want for yourself you want you also want to manifest for for the collective and it makes your own personal manifestation that much more powerful
0: that is really beautiful. And I don't think I've ever heard that. So I really love that perspective of like, yeah, let me manifest for the whole world because not only am I a part of that world, but like for everyone who isn't aware of like manifestation and stuff, I can be the one who is helping them and they don't even realize it. Cause so many people don't know about this stuff and like, it's not their fault. Like not everyone's in the world that we are where this is a hot topic?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually something really cool that I started doing is just sending the energy. You should try this, sending the energy of love to the world. And it's so cool because- Like if you do it for long enough, you just feel like an insane amount of love flowing through you because the universe knows and like your guides will be there and they'll be like, all right, let's do this. Like, and you'll just become like a channel. And I do it like sometimes I do it with breath, you know, breathing in love and then on the exhale, expanding it out. And I'll even say like, I'm sending love to every single being on this planet or something like that. And The more you do it, like once you get into it after a few minutes, it's like so powerful and you can just like feel the love like expanding, you know, within you and outside of you. Yeah, it's cool. You should try it.
0: That is amazing. I just like for some reason, like when you were saying that, I was like, huh, like I wonder if you just like see someone on the street and like you can tell they're in like a lower mood. I was like, I should just send them love and see if like their whole body language shifts.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I've done that so much with, like, through my healing journey when I started realizing, like, that my energy would impact how other people were talking to me and stuff. So people that really wanted to, like, just, you know, put bad energy on me or direct it at me or, they just had some sort of resentment or judgment or whatever it was like I would just send them love and it would completely change like how they treated me and I mean telepathy is real I mean at this point now that we're (laughs) now that the portal is open I feel like I don't know I'm having so many telepathy moments with like everyone in my life on a constant basis it's hilarious
0: Oh my God. That is so cool. But yeah, it's so true. I know I've had it in my dreams where like I'll dream about someone and be like, whoa, that was really weird. And then like they text me that day and I'm like, okay, that wasn't just a dream. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know things are getting exciting. Like it seems scary, but I think just like holding the vision that it's like things need to fall to rise is like number one. And that's what's been helping me through all the chaos
1: yeah yeah and I really like the concept of like if you go into the fear you're just giving the darkness what it wants you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like and yeah like there's a lot of changes happening but like the more that we let that like bring us into fear and darker energy the more that we're manifesting like that darkness for the whole world you know what I mean and so just kind of it's almost like that same thought pattern of like okay things are happening things are shifting and consciousness is shifting like what do we do and it's like actually we don't have to do anything we just let it happen and we know that you know things are getting better you know what i mean
0: yeah so true i know we as humans are always like what do i have to do but it's like we're human beings we can just be and like everything can work out just by being who we are.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: I think so many people get so disconnected from like being who they are and trying to like control it and like do something else. But I mean, I was just talking to a friend last night about um, like finding your career and your passion in life. And it's like the universe gave you certain desires and passions for a reason. But I think so many people have these, like, natural passions and desires for what they want to do with their, their life. And then they just automatically reject it. They're just like, no, but I can't do that because it won't make me money or my parents want me to do this or, you know, whatever it is, like something ego-based. Mm-hmm. And so they don't do what will actually make them happy. And then everything's out of alignment. And then their life, they won't be happy, you know, their life will suck. But if you just follow, like, Like your soul is here on this planet for a very specific reason and purpose. And so you were designed to have passion for certain things, to desire certain things. You know what I mean? And if, and so it's like, if you want to do, if you want to make a living out of what you desire and what you're passionate about then things will fall into place naturally. Everything will fall into alignment and everything will work out and you will be supported because that's what your purpose is. That's what you were designed for, you know?
0: Yeah, something just clicked in me when you were saying that. And it's basically like what clicked was if you just follow the trail of happiness, then you're on the right path. And even if things don't work out while you're following that trail, you learned a lesson that was Necessary for you to evolve. So that just came to me.
1: I love that. That's so true. It's so true. I love that so much. Follow the trail of happiness.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously, you can't like not have hardships, but if you're following that trail and things get tough and difficult, then you are meant to go through that lesson in order to evolve and learn something. Like you can never fail if you're always learning.
1: Yeah, and and we don't mean like by following the trail of happiness, we don't mean like, you know, the toxic positivity like mm-hmm. you you can't be in the happiness all the time, but we're just mean more like those big life decisions, you know what I mean? Like following your intuition, following what feels good to you, what feels right in your gut, in your heart. Um, and there's going to be discomfort there's going to be pain there's going to be lessons to learn but as long as you're staying true to what your soul wants and what lights you up and you know staying true to what your intuition knows that you need then that's what will lead you to that fulfilling life that's in alignment
0: yes oh my god Like, I'm literally just, like, ready to go and, like, have a happy dance now. (laughs) That's how I feel. I love it. So so I think that this is such a powerful and meaningful conversation. And there's so many little bits of, like, nuggets that people can kind of, like, take from it. So I guess, like, my final question I want to ask you is... What is kind of like a piece of advice you would give to someone who is getting started on their spiritual journey or their path of like evolution and transformation?
1: Um, I would honestly say like start – start learning about I mean obviously meditation is like the is like one of the most basic free things that you can do like even if it feels hard at first just keep practicing and like learn how to get still with yourself learn how to be in your own energy learn what your own energy feels like learn how to detach yourself from other energies and and just in general I would say like learn how energy works like learn about quantum physics like read up on Joe Dispenza Becoming Supernatural is one of my favorite books. Me too. Um, It's very activating for like believing in all this stuff. He does a ton of like research and studies around, you know, the quantum field and energetics. And I mean, it's really powerful stuff. And I think people generally just don't tap into this power because they just don't understand how it works. And I feel like that's a very motivating thing is just like, okay, let me just kind of understand it which you know you don't you don't need to understand it if you're not that kind of person that needs to like logically understand everything then I would just say just meditate see what happens open your mind open your consciousness and just just observe you know observe what the universe is trying to tell you what signs you're getting in your environment you know signs and synchronicities stuff like that and yeah, and also just like start loving yourself more, start treating your body and your life with more love and um you'll feel a closer connection to to your own soul and to the universe for sure.
0: Yeah, that You're was in that state of love, you know. Yeah, that was beautifully said. Definitely like getting into your own energy, learning what that is, is huge. And I think the only way to really do that is by spending time by yourself without any distractions. So I know that can be tough for people. Like that was kind of tough for me, like not listening to music or podcasts and just like being with myself, but that's how you learn what you like and what you dislike. And that's kind of what's going to set you free. Mm -hmm, mm
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got to be willing to go through that discomfort and it's so rewarding and so worth it.
0: Yes, exactly. So I think that there's so much that people can learn and implement from this conversation. And I really enjoyed talking to you as always. So go ahead and tell everyone where they can connect with you and learn more from you. Yeah. So
1: I'm on Instagram, just my name, Molly Lowry. So you can find me there. I also have a website, MollyLowry.com, And there's a ton of, you know, content and info on my Instagram and on my website. I mean, there's no content on my website at this point, but there's, there's, I think like one meditation, there's an anxiety meditation, if anyone wants that um but yeah there's a ton of info more about what I do and how I work with people and you know you guys can always reach out to me you can message me or email me if you have any questions about this stuff or if you're interested in working with me or anything that's where you can find me and yeah thank you so much for having me this was such a fun conversation
0: Yes. Thank you for being here. And I'm excited to talk with you soon. We'll have to have you back on the podcast because there's just so many rabbit holes we can go down. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Okay. Thank you.